This is Sam Sports Podcast. I just got done watching the Minnesota Vikings Seattle Seahawks wildcard playoff game, and whoa, was this a game! The Seahawks won the game 10 to 9, and what a game this was. The Vikings really came out and put on a hell of a show. They did what almost seemed to be all of the right things. They were very strategic with their offensive game plan. Uh, Seattle did not give them much at all. Um, They were able to move the ball somewhat effectively in the first half. They did not get big chunks of yards. Adrian Peterson was not able to rip off big runs at all. They actually didn't get very many large chunks whatsoever throughout the entire game at all. However, they were able to move the ball enough on the Seattle defense to get into field goal range. And over the course of the game, the Vikings were able to go up 9-0 with three Blair Walsh field goals. Some short Blair Walsh field goals, some long Blair Walsh field goals. I think even one of the longest Blair Walsh field goal was about 47 yards. Um, I believe the score was 6-0 at the half since uh, Blair Walsh had only kicked two field goals at that time. The Seahawks offense had a lot of trouble moving the ball. Uh, Russell Wilson was intercepted. Um, The run game was stuffed quite a bit. Uh, You saw Kristen Michael, uh, not much Bryce Brown, a lot of Kristen Michael. He was able to rip off a few nice runs here and there. They had a couple of nice uh, third down conversions, specifically Doug Baldwin had a beautiful rival. I'm going to say this right now, rival Odell Beckham one-handed catch, catch on third down, which was a beautiful conversion. Um, Doug Baldwin had some nice plays, but all in all, the Seahawks did struggle to move the ball and were not able to capitalize throughout the course of the game, uh, punted a lot. There was a lot of punting on the side of the Seahawks. Um, however, the real turning point of this game came in the fourth quarter. This was, it was good play on both sides by both teams, but truthfully, what everyone's going to be talking about is going into the fourth quarter, the Vikings winning 9-0, to zero, there were two. Count them, two gigantic plays that really made the difference and uh, started to, well, third play is, is the biggest play of all, the game-ending play, because this game did come down to one play at the end of the game. Um, but seeing number one, uh, seeing the Seahawks, First and uh, Russell Wilson had just converted a third down. It's first and 10. They snap. He's at about, I don't know, midfield or the 47-yard line. They snap him the ball. He's not ready for it. It goes over his shoulder. He runs behind himself, picks the ball up, and as four or five Vikings are about to crash him and tackle him, he scrambles right briefly, looks around, sees a wide-open Tyler Lockett, at 12 yards downfield and tosses him the ball. He catches it. He proceeds to run down the sideline and gain 35 yards on the play, first and goal, Seattle. Um, I think the very next play, Russell Wilson throws a three-yard touchdown pass to Doug Baldwin. All of a sudden, the game is 9-7. The Vikings get the ball back. I think there's about eight minutes left in the game. Adrian Peterson then fumbles the ball a few plays later, and the Seahawks get the ball in... Uh, Vikings territory very soon after that they kick a field goal to take the lead 10 to 9 now this is where it gets very 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 interesting the game is 10-9 
Vikings get the ball, they punt it. Seahawks get the ball, they punt it. Vikings get, Vikings get the ball, they punt it. Seahawks get the ball, they punt it. Vikings finally get the ball, and there's, I think it's under the two-minute warning at this point. They go down the field, and they get a big penalty on Cam Chancellor, pass interference on Kyle Rudolph, the tight end, who hasn't had a single catch all game, gets a pass interference on him, first down, and a fifth, and puts him 15 yards there. They're pretty much close to field goal range at this point. The very next play on first and 10, Kyle Rudolph uh, is guarded by Cam Chancellor. He gets the catch. Cam Chancellor jumps the route, misses the tackle, and Kyle Rudolph rips off about 10, 20 yards, putting them in field goal range. At this point, the Vikings are ticking the clock down to zero, getting their field goal kicker ready so they can kick a field goal to win the game and, go, and buy two points, and that's it. They run the clock out. They call their timeouts. Uh, the, the Seahawks call their timeouts. The Vikings tick it all the way down. They call timeout. There's 25 seconds left on the clock. It's fourth and one. The Vikings are on, I think, the five-yard line or the 10-yard line. Blair Walsh comes out for a 27-yard chip shot field goal, and he misses it. He shanks it wide left completely, nowhere near the goalpost whatsoever. And Blair Walsh, after all those great field goals throughout the course of the game, is going to be the goat of this game because he misses an easy, makeable field goal, and the Seahawks win the game by one. My God. Pretty rough to watch. Rough to see that play at the end of the game. Exciting to see the fourth quarter, to see the Seahawks take the lead, to see the Redskins try to come back down, and, and or excuse me, not the Redskins, the Vikings come back down, and oh, God, Peterson really couldn't do much of anything. There were parts of the fourth quarter where he was on the sideline and not in the game. Uh, it was defense. Defense shined in this game. The Seahawks defense and the Vikings defense, and it's going to be a painful, painful night in Minnesota for the Vikings, their fans, and their team. Hell of a season, but rough way to lose. All right. Uh, let's see what the next game has in store for us, the Packers and the Redskins. Uh, here we go. And like that, with the magic of technology, we're back. So the Redskins and the Packers, that game happened. Already happened. It's in the past. And the Packers won the game. Final score, Packers 35, Redskins 18. So uh, might have been a little bit more than the one-point spread that the uh, odds makers were initially predicting. Um, it was a fairly exciting game. I don't think it had any of the injury highlights that the Redskins playoff game of 2012 had with Robert Griffin. But very, very exciting game. It was fun to watch. Um, very competitive. However, sadly for the Redskins, the Packers team kind of showed up and and they showed some of their experience and, and veteran play, and Aaron Rodgers didn't miss a beat, and uh, the Redskins started off the game fairly well, started off pretty darn well. They got uh, the, the Packers to have a three and out. They had a three and out themselves, but their um, the offensive line play by the Packers uh, was a little dicey early in the game. You saw J.C. Treader, the guy who was the center for most of the season, had to move over to left tackle. There was a few times he got beat and got beat pretty bad. Um, and early on, the, the most uh, kind of notable feeling that the Redskins might be on a roll was the first uh, score of the game was a safety by the Redskins as they tackled Aaron Rodgers in the end zone. He was pretty much sacked right on the little logo that says Washington Redskins in the end zone. And it was uh, two points for the Redskins. That was 
kind of got some excitement going, kind of got some momentum building. Um, however, the next drive sort of started to articulate, I think, some of the almost there that the Redskins had for this game. They had a very good drive uh, after they scored the safety. They pretty much got down the field, and the biggest play that they made was a, um, a pass to Deshaun Jackson, which uh, pretty much went down the field, and he got in, and he scored a touchdown, and then it was reviewed because they got to review every single touchdown, and they reviewed it, and they said, oh, you know, he, was, he stepped out of bounds right at the one-yard line. So uh, it was no touchdown. They took it away. They put the ball at the one-yard line, and the Redskins run the ball two straight times, or, uh, and they can't get it in at all, and they end up having to kick a field goal. So this assured touchdown uh, boils down to a field goal, and at this point it's the first quarter, and the Redskins are winning 5-0. to zero. Um, They get a three and out by the Packers, so another moment where they're getting some drive going. They, they're able to slow down Aaron Rodgers, uh, but they get the ball back themselves, and they're not able to capitalize on it. They give it back to Aaron Rodgers. They're not able to capitalize on it, and then they get the ball back, and they're able to score a touchdown, and they go up uh, 11 to zero because the um, the kicker misses the extra point on the touchdown. This one was pretty. I think it was the touchdown to Jordan Reed. Uh, it was third down. I believe it was third and ten uh, from Green Bay's 24 yard line, and Kirk Cousins threw a very pretty strike to Jordan Reed. Those two have been hooking up all season, and this one was no different. It was pretty. It extended the lead. Uh, Dustin Hopkins, the kicker, misses the extra point. So at this point, the Redskins are winning 11-0, to and you're, you're starting to feel pretty good about what's going on. We're going into the second quarter, and the, the Packers really have not shown much of the excitement that we've been wanting to see from them at all. Uh, however, it's after that touchdown that then Aaron Rodgers started to, I don't know, he got angry. I don't know what happened, but he turned it on and my goodness, he started to really play well. That next drive, they went right down the field, um, made a couple of big plays. Let me try to see what's the biggest play here in this drive. Oh, yeah, a 34-yard pass to James Jones down the middle. This one was really pretty. It was on first down. They got a night. Nice, or no, I'm sorry. I think it was on, a, was it on first down. I don't know. I don't know. It, it was very, very pretty. James Jones bouncing around there with his hoodie popping out. Looked pretty good. Um, and the... Uh, Packers considered, uh, continued to go right down the field, and a couple of things happened here, which is worth noting. Um, the Packers got into a fast-paced, up-tempo offense where they were going no huddle. And what this then triggered is the Redskins had difficulty making substitutions to handle the offensive setups that the Packers were presenting. And because they were moving so fast, Aaron Rodgers, the being the wily veteran former MVP that he is, saw the Redskins making substitutions and said, you know what, I'm going to run up to the line of scrimmage and hike the ball and get a penalty on them for having too many men on the field. He did this twice on this same drive. First he does it and he gets the penalty. Then he does it again, and during that penalty is when he throws a touchdown strike to Randall Cobb. This was a play, if you watch it, you'll notice about half the guys on the field are, or don't know what's going on. They're not ready for the play. Uh, Rodgers hikes the ball. Some of the guys are looking around. Some of the guys are ready for the play. And he just scrambles And because at this point, he knows the penalty is on the Redskins, which means that even if the ball's intercepted, even if he turns it over, even if it's incomplete, it doesn't matter. It's a free play. So he just throws it into Randall Cobb for a touchdown. 
And at this point, it's touchdown Packers, uh, you know, penalties declined. And I mean, it was a gimme. It was a real gimme. It's kind of funny to watch the highlight of that play because you, you want to think it's a real touchdown, but half the players on the team don't even really know what's going on. Uh, it, so that was a moment where you felt a little bit of the momentum shift. On the next drive, when the Redskins got the ball, that's when the momentum shifted even further. They made they actually had a big play. They had one big play uh, from Chris Thompson where he, he rips off a 25-yard run, but then on first down of the next play, the defense gets around and Kirk Cousins fumbles the ball. He gets stripped. They fumble, he fumbles, they pick it up, and the, and the Packers have the ball back. And I think they were, they were in decent field position. They didn't score a touchdown, but they got in field goal range, and this at least made the game 11-10. to 10. So now, very quickly, the Packers were able to kind of catch up and, and close the gap between them. Now, this is where you started to see the, the, the momentum went right back to the Packers at this point. They make this field goal. The Redskins get the ball back. And the, def- the Packers defense, they can't do anything. They're running the ball. They're not moving it. They end up going three and out. But here's the thing. It's not even the two-minute warning yet. And the Packers are using their timeouts to stop the clock so that because they're believing they have confidence that their defense is going to be able to shut down Kirk Cousins on this drive. This is all before the two-minute warning of the first half just so they can get the ball back with two minutes left so that they believe their team can go down the field and at least put some more points on the board before the half is over. It, it was kind of ballsy to, to be using those timeouts with the expectation of, oh, you know, we think we're going to stop them. And the truth is they did stop them. They did get the ball back with two minutes left. And with at the two-minute warning, Aaron Rodgers, nine plays, 60 yards, minute 54 seconds. He goes down the field and scores a beautiful touchdown pass. This one was really nice. Um, I think uh, he throws it to Devontae Adams, who was wide open in the back of the end zone. And uh, I think he ends up scoring with about 30 seconds left in the half. And at this point, you see the Packers take a 17-11 to lead. And that was the score at the end of the half. where They had a lead on them. Now... There was one last gasp for the Redskins. They come out of halftime, and they have a fantastic drive to open the half. They go down the field, nine plays, 73 yards. A um, couple of big plays on this drive. I think Alfred Morris had a 19-yard run. Um, what were some of the other big plays that we saw here? Oh, yeah. Um, Jordan Reed. Oh, yeah. Fourth down on fourth and one. There's a 17-yard pass play to Jordan Reed, and he pretty much gets tackled at the 7-yard line. And then uh, Kirk Cousins, this was the one where he runs it in. It was very pretty. They ran a couple of times. They were on, um, I think they got to the 3-yard line, and uh, he, he called a nice pass play. Uh, the whole defense spread out, and Kirk Cousins just ran the ball right in. It was a, a very pretty moment. That was when the uh, Redskins took the lead back. At this point, they're up 18 to 17, and uh, they would not score another point for the rest of the game. They could not slow down Aaron Rodgers at all. The next few, the next drive, Aaron Rodgers goes all the way down the field, and James Starks runs it in for a touchdown. The Redskins then go three and out, and then the Packers get the ball back again. They go all the way down, 10 plays, 76 yards, and this time Eddie Lacy scores a touchdown. Um, the Packers go for two, and they get it. And then the Redskins get the ball back, and 
you know, they, they had a drive going, but they ended up punting it away. And, you know, at this point, it's 32-18. It's, we're starting to get into the fourth quarter, and the Redskins just, they ran out of gas. They could not move the ball. The Packers were able to slow them down. The Packers kicked another field goal, but at this point, the game was already, it was decided. And uh, the Packers, I mean, they showed up. They showed up and they did their jobs. They made a few mistakes, but it wasn't to, it wasn't enough to 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 decide the game. And the Redskins, you know, they they played great football. But this is the same Redskins team that you know. If you look at the wins that they had this season, none of their wins were really against you know above five hundred teams. Uh, this is a, a a team that picked up this super lame duck NFC East division. I, I got. You only had to count on they did everything they could to go into this game. And when they really needed to slow down Aaron Rodgers and and this, you know, this receiving core that is working with Randall Cobb and James Jones and some of these other no names, they couldn't do it. They you know, they put on a good show in the first half, but the second half decided it all. And this is something that's fascinating to think about when you think about football games. Something that happens very often is when they go into a football game, there's a lot of planning. There's a lot of game planning, there's a lot of preparation. And when you come out in the beginning of the game, much of the game plan has been scripted. So I'm sure the Washington team sat down with Kirk Cousins and their entire offense, and they said, listen, the first 12 or 20 plays of the game, we're going to do this, 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 we're going to go down the field, and we're going to score a touchdown, which is what they did. The real test with these teams is then, can you do it throughout the course of the game? Once you've exhausted the game plan, and now you're just calling plays. Once you've exhausted the game plan and it's the fourth quarter and your defense is exhausted and you're tired and you can't really scramble as well as you used to, you can't run the route as well as you used to in the first quarter because now you've got three hours worth of horrible weather and 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 and, and exertion pushing on you. You start, you know, those plays don't work out as well as you'd hope. That third down doesn't, you know, come as easily as it did in the first quarter. And you saw that. You saw the Redskins come out with a game plan. You saw them put some points up on the Packers very early on, but the Packers were systematic. They sat there. They came back. They used the run game. They used big third down conversions. Uh, you know, their replacement offensive line people struggled early on, but they were able to kind of get their groove going. And Aaron Rodgers took advantage of uh, the Redskins defense, you know, with those substitutions, hiking the ball to get those 12-man on defense penalties, you know, using the no-huddle, fast-paced offense. It really put the Redskins on their heels, and that's why you have Aaron Rodgers. That's why he is who he is. He's going to disappear and struggle in those big-time games sometimes when he's playing a serious opponent. But when you're talking about a wild-card game in Washington against the NFC East Redskins, this is a team that has played well and has a lot of excitement around them. And I even said in, the, in my pregame coverage about how they're hot. They're hot right now. They're getting hot at the right times. But you know, Aaron Rodgers is good at being, he, relax. He's saying, calm down, relax. We've been here before. We're going to pick up this win. No sweat. And uh, they picked it up. They picked it up pretty convincingly. Um, so they're actually, the next weekend, you'll see the Packers playing the Arizona Cardinals. That's going to be the matchups now. you got the Packers and the Cardinals. Um, you got the Carolina Panthers playing the Seattle Seahawks. You've got the Denver Broncos playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. And you have the Kansas City Chiefs playing the New England Patriots. That's going to be your divisional round of next week. Pretty exciting. Should be some good football. Uh, I'm very excited. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, 
a lot of uh, curiosities that will be answered next week. Yeah, you know, I mean, is, how good is Peyton Manning going to be? You know, is, is, is the Kansas City going to surprise New England? Are New England's injuries going to really take away as much from that team as we suspect? Or is Bill Belichick always going to figure out a way to, to win with the team that he has? And how hurt is ben, are Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown? And, you know, can, can Aaron Rodgers really not be humiliated by the Arizona Cardinals like he was a few weeks ago in the regular season? And, uh, you know, can Cam Newton produce that magic again against the Seahawks? Or are the Seahawks, you know, I ain't, I ain't got no beef with the Seahawks, but it feels like they sold their soul to the devil sometimes considering how many games they win. Although, I guess maybe part of selling your soul to the devil was also losing that Super Bowl last year. That's... I don't know. That, they might not have sold their soul to the devil if they're losing a game like that. If they sold their soul to the devil, he would have, he would have thrown that game in too. Or maybe that, was, maybe that was his payment. He's like, listen, listen, I'll get you to the Super Bowl. I'll get you there, man. It's cool. But uh, you're going to lose on the last play of the game in dramatic fashion. Sorry. <laughs> that was in the fine print at the bottom of the contract. I don't know if you read that there. You know what I mean? You're going to lose the game. Sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, that's the recap of these games. I'm going to post this, have some more recaps coming soon. We'll rip apart some football, and uh, we're going to start getting into some basketball soon, too. So if you like NBA, we'll start talking about that as well. Uh, check back in later. Hope all is well. Take it easy. Enjoy the weather.